This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, this is Mega Rand, teacher, rapper, hero, waffle lover. And you're checking out ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Turn it up and share. It's time. Talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that soft, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard worse when no faith is empty. I stayed the course, though my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Journal of My Life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. We got a lot of great news going on today, but our talk topic, we got to talk about Fast X. What an explosive sequel. We're going to get all down with that and much more, but we can't waste any time. There's some breaking news that just occurred no more than three minutes ago. So without further ado, let's find out what's new in the world of ACMG. And now, it's time to find out what's new in the world of ACMG. Speaking of further ado, we just got a drop, like literally no more than three minutes ago prior to the beginning of this show of AEW Games announcing their release date for AEW Fight Forever. Finally, Kenny Omega goes on to say, and first he thanks the fans for their absolute patience in making sure that this game comes out the way that we want it, the way that they intended. But he announced that the release date for Fight Forever will be, in fact, June 29th of this year. So get ready pre-orders. This is the time to pre-order now. This is the time that we've been waiting for. I am so excited. This is a great way to start the morning. This is a great way to start Monday as a wrestling fan and a gamer. I cannot wait. Look, if people don't understand why folks, especially, you know, gamers, hardcore wrestling gamers are hyped for this, two words, Aki Engine. That's it. That's it. If you played any of the old arcade, like old Nintendo 64 games of the past, like uh, Virtual Pro Wrestling 1 and 2, um, 
No Mercy, WCW versus the world. I mean, you name it. Anything that was done in wrestling, the N64 was done by Aki Corporation now since uh, Sophia. And they're bringing that back. Well, not exactly the company, but the person responsible for developing and designing the Aki engine is working alongside Ukes to develop this game. Ukes, once working with uh, WWE, has decided to part ways, and now they moved on to AEW to try to do something new, something a little more fun. We got to see what this game was made of just prior to some people actually got a chance to play the game in Germany for Gamescom. So much so that the game won an award for, you know, best, in, you know, best in show uh, there. So that was enough to get people watering too. And then there was just all these delays and everything that was going on. And what, what I, and I am just, I am so happy that what, the thing that I was even more happy about was when Kenny Omega made sure he, Kenny Omega is a hardcore gamer. He is a esport level gamer in terms of Street Fighter. But he is a hardcore gamer at heart and he knows what we want. He knows what we're talking about. He knows what we have, have felt throughout the years. One of which is the fact that there hasn't been a prominent wrestling game on the Nintendo Switch. So it was so pleasing and comforting to hear him mention the first game console that will be available for it. And he said the Nintendo Switch. He made sure he mentioned the Nintendo Switch first there, he sounds very confident that this game is gonna work and kill it on the Nintendo Switch. We got weeks away before, like literally almost over a little over a month away to find out, but I am so excited about this. I, I just, I've been waiting for this for so long. No disrespect to WWE 2K23. For what it's worth, that game has been, is it's one of the better games that they've developed since they had this new, uh, the regime and whatnot so i give him credit for that but this aki engine film we need another wrestling game out there and one that that plays like the aki engine is going to have aki engine elements to it i'm extremely excited i am so extremely excited to see what's going to happen here so um it's coming folks it's official i so can't wait i so much so i couldn't wait to hold this and till <laughs> till select start we'll continue the conversation but man it's pre-orders are uh, apparently available or will be available today so hopefully it'll be in the eShop by the time i finish this show because i will immediately pre-order this game <laughs> on the nintendo switch i'm getting on the nintendo switch first i may get it on the playstation 5 as possible it may be possible but I, I always say like at the same time i'm like i got wwe 2k on there so I might just leave it for that and then just, you know, play uh, Fight Forever on its own platform. Cause that's a game that in Mortal Kombat is gonna be great to take on the road, especially when I'm traveling out to uh, certain places and everything this year. So, oh, just, I, I can't wait. This is gonna be so freaking awesome. So there you have it folks, AEW Fight Forever coming June 29th for all platforms. He said Nintendo Switch, X, uh, PlayStation 4, in xbox consoles so i'm thinking he's saying in general it will be out for the xbox and pc as well so um man i, I i'm so looking forward to this this is just going to be fantastic so ah oh, what a way to start this show folks speaking of traveling my good people of repop new york comic-con just put out the guest list of people that will be available they just launched the title uh they launched the uh 
post on social media in a Coachella-like way. It's really interesting how they did this. The whole poster, everybody who looked at it said the poster looks very Coachella. And it does. It's like a very concert-like. Um, the I guess the spotlight people right now are going to be your McGregor, a.k.a. Obi-Wan, and Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America. So Cap is coming back for a bit to talk about, you know, what he's been up to and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait to check that panel out. We also got Jody Whitaker, David Tennant, awesome David Tennant, uh, Karen Gillan, Michael Roker, basically the cast of uh, the basically the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy. So guaranteed, there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy panel there. I'm not missing that. Uh, Ray Darby, Sean Gunn, Tim Curry, John. Tim Curry's going to be there. That's awesome. Tim Curry's legend. John Carpenter, Zachary Levi. He's making his rounds. He's coming to Philly too. Katie uh, Sackhoff, Simon Casanades, uh, Mercedes Vernada. I'm butchering the hell out of these names. Ron Perlman, ladies and gentlemen. That's an easy name to say. <laughs> um, just a host of others. In terms of lit, uh, writers and comics, you got Rachel Smythe. You got uh, Cassandra Clare. Jeff Smith is the bigger, big highlights of that one. Uh, someone's I'm more familiar with, Zeb Bell. Uh, Chris Claremont is going to be there. I think Chris Claremont is always there. Greg Capallo, love that dude. Uh, Scott Snyder, legendary as well. Just to name a few. Uh, voice actors. Tress Manelli, Ashley uh, Eckstein, Shamik Moore. Now, very interesting here. Shamik Moore was supposed to be in Philly. He actually had to uh, call out for uh, Philly. I don't know why he did, but interesting he's going to be He's he's not going to be able to uh, make Fan Expo, but he's damn sure we're going to be making uh, New York Comic Con. Nobody misses New York Comic Con. <laughs> I barely I barely found any company, any celebrity that has ever missed um, uh, of uh, New York Comic Con. It's like it's kind of one of a big deal. So let's see who else do we have here? We got Rob Paulson, uh a.k.a. Yakko is coming and a host of other uh characters he's played we got a whole list here it's too big to answer and i guarantee there's going to be more than this oh i should add aew wrestlers are coming back so hopefully they'll have an aew panel like they did uh the first time i went which was the, that panel was awesome so ftr is going to be there sting is going to be there jamie hater is going to be there that's going to be fantastic so um a lot of awesome awesome uh aew uh you know awesome that awesomeness there you got the legendary sting you got the women's champion and you got the tag team champions that will be attending i really do hope that they do a panel and expect that more to come from there i i man i'm excited this morning y'all can tell <laughs> just awesome i mean what an awesome weekend and then on top of that just to continue it it's just we're leading into june which is just june is just going to be explosive just so much happening in june it is too much i'm going to be drained out I'm telling you now, and I've said it, I think I said it before in the Select Star podcast. In July, in the beginning of July, during the week of uh, 4th of July, I am officially on vacation. Maybe I'll put up a a a prior episode or whatever like that. A preempted episode, maybe an old uh interview or whatnot. But man, um, yeah, I this is this is uh it's gonna be explosive. I'm gonna be drained out. I'm gonna be so drained out by the time this is over. All right, other big news. Futurama returns this July. Phil Lamar posted on social media the news that 
the beloved show will be returning to Hulu on July 24th. The cult classic on again, off again, animated comedy brought to you by Simpsons creator Matt Groening will be back with the entire cast for a season of futuristic adventures. So I'm looking forward to that. I am also there are also a lot of another comeback shows coming out. Um, Max, which is uh, I believe is going to be this week, is finally going to transition from HBO Max to become the newly branded Max. I, you know, I'm really hoping that if they're going to do this, that they're just going to have a whole new experience. I don't know. It's just if it's just a name change, they're making a big deal out of a name change. <clears throat> I'm expecting something more from this. Like if the whole user interface is going to be the same like it's just like what's the point of hyping this thing up just for a name change like it's and it's not it's not even a fact that it's a name change it's like they just chopped off the what i believe is one of the most important factors of that brand they chopped off the hbo part because the ce would because one of the execs of or whatever from wbd doesn't like hbo so he decided to chop that off i'm like hbo is a long time-honored lineage of tv and entertainment like why are you throwing shade at that it's like it's like john Cusada or Cusada, you know hating on mary jane in parker's relationship that's like why <laughs> why do that so they're they're changing the name to max and they're adding so much more to it one of which is tiny tune adventures i never talked about this but weeks ago they announced that Tiny Toon Adventures is coming back with a new show entitled Tiny Toons Luniversity, uh, which is coming uh, with the full cast. And they're now attending college this time around. Uh, this Steven Spielberg cult classic was one of the starting generations of awesome WB animated shows and projects uh, that we now see today. It, it was like it was I believe it was the first one before, you know, Tasmania, before uh animaniacs it was the first one that got people into it and it, it was like steven spielberg started a uh a firestorm of awesome shows that it came out that have come out and then wb uh animation just kept producing some really great things and they came out with batman animated series and stuff like that but what made tiny tunes so great was tiny tunes but like people talk about animaniacs being really great because they kind of poked fun at a lot of pop cultural real world pop cultural things Tiny Toons did it first. Tiny Toons not only did it first, but they also really capitalized on some political aspects too. So, I mean, both of them did in a sense, but they really poked on it. It was like watching Tiny Toons sometimes is like watching In Living Color for Kids because it was just, they, they had all these tongue in cheek, you know, wink, wink, fourth wall breaking moments, but they also talked about things that I never thought they would talk about, like celebrity, celebrity jokes. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what they do this time i mean animaniacs did pretty good uh the new animaniacs did pretty good this time doing stuff like that especially the kanye jokes was hilarious i want to see I, I i'm looking forward to seeing what they do with tiny tunes i love tiny tune adventures i love the fact that there was a new generation of looney tunes out there that are being groomed by the uh predecessors aka the legends bugs bunny daffy duck you know so plucky babs buster you know, uh, Dizzy, all those guys are coming back. I am so looking forward to this. It's one of my all time favorite uh, shows. And what I loved about it most is because the animation quality was so great during the 90s. WB was the saving grace of the 90s in terms of uh, animated shows, because 90s, there were so many shows after a while, like the 80s really 
it was some of the best forms of animation we had voltron we had transformers mostly you know animated shows that were done in japan or drawn in japan that were just brought here um you also had sumbo which was like kind of uh, marvel's production you had gemini holograms and the spider-man cartoons and spider-man is amazing friends and stuff like that and then the 90s came and ren and stimpy came out which was a great show awesome legendary show and it just for some reason it inspired people other companies and studios to start producing these crudely drawn animated shows and i wouldn't even blame uh i would give i would give ren and stimpy credit for being outlandish and just off the wall and over the top and out of pocket and then you had other shows try to do the same thing capture that same type of vibe then you had mtv with beavis and butthead and as much as i love beavis and butthead because beavis and butthead is just fan it's still funny to this day the crudely drawn aspect of it people tried to started taking that from it and then we started seeing like really kind of crappy animation animated shows and cheaply drawn shows and low budgeted type shows in the 90s and it just people kind of you know those people who grew up in the 80s who really loved the animation quality and everything and a, and a character design from there were lost and we end up going to we end up going to like japan this is when the tape trading era started and we started seeing what japan like what the hell is all this what is this fist of the north star what the hell is this dragon ball z and like damn they beating the living crap out of each other and animation is awesome we reverted to that because we wanted to see that meanwhile Thankfully, Warner Brothers, Steven Spielberg decided to come out with Tiny Toon Adventures, which was awesome looking from the jump. The animation quality was just so great. It mimicked, it mimicked that of, you know, the animation style of yesteryear, because if you watch like the Looney Tunes from like what the fifties or the sixties or whatnot, incredible quality animation like this was the disney era and the warner brothers era and it was disney versus warner brothers to that day they were going neck and neck with the quality of animation that they were doing and it was stunning and we don't have that same quality as much as we did now we do have it in the form of 3d animation now because we've gotten so far into that so it's all great again but we had to we had a downfall period and that downfall period was the 90s but Tiny Toons was the beginning of the resurgence of great quality animation and character design from there. And uh, it's great to see that they're coming back with that whole entire situation. So I I am, uh, it's incredible. I am so looking forward to that as well. So, ah, uh, great times. And just, uh, I, not just announced, but I just totally forgot that this is coming tune in June. Clone High. If you have not watched Clone High, and I don't think a lot of people really did. There's a there's a cult. This is a definite cult classic cartoon or animated series that was uh, produced by uh, MTV at the time. It was on MTV at the time. Clone High is one of the funniest animated series ever because the concept is just so out of pocket in a sense. So if you haven't watched this, the basic premise of this is that these scientists or the government or whatever has cloned new humans in the form of some of history's greatest figures or most prominent figures in the world like you're talking gandhi um abraham lincoln joan of arc cleopatra john f kennedy um you name it they actually had a clone 
that was repurposed to and with the idea that these guys are going to be groomed to take over the world or make a world a better place i guess or whatever like that it's so it, it was so the opposite these kids were in this environment where they came off the environment felt like a you know your classic aaron spelling uh 90210 type of premise so you had abraham abe you know falling for uh joan of arc who was falling for uh john f kennedy john f kennedy was dating cleopatra meanwhile you got gandhi who is like the wildest of them all and gandhi was such a favorite because he's like the opposite of what you have always known about the uh gandhi the actual person and he's just like the biggest party animal in the whole entire thing so they're bringing this back they're adding on different characters i believe one of them is harriet tubman which is hilarious i can't wait to see who voices harry tubbin um they got a lot of other new fig uh characters on here based on you know historical figures in the past and what i didn't see was gandhi i'm wondering what happened to gandhi because here's the premise here they they took him to the, the deal is that they took him to a prom they uh, they uh had their prom but they froze people they froze all of them and waited till and they froze them in 2003 and now they are bringing them back using hair using hair dryers mind you to melt them back down and now they're going back to school in 2023 it's hilarious so they got all new stories everything from there and i can't wait this is going to be on uh again this is going to be on max this show i i can't wait i don't know who whose idea was it to bring back this show but thank you i was so like my deal was i've been i was so aching to see this show so bad that i was searching all online to find reruns or file or episodes or files of this show i just it was so hard to find at some point and this, i believe one of the streaming networks brought it back to uh to some extent so i got to see it finally again and it just didn't disappoint to see that they're bringing it back and it looks exactly the same just in hd now I, it's it's fantastic so oh just love it so moving on to some other gaming news real quick if you got a chance to watch uh or play street fighter um this weekend the beta was back got a chance to check it out nothing really new to it to be honest um what they did add was some of the extreme modes which is like the modes with the extra you know stipulations and whatnot like you got you got stages where bulls are going to be running in these in the stage and whatnot and um you got some other things that are going on in there so it was that aspect but i mean still the the battle hub was pretty dope it was pretty awesome i love the soundtrack i love the music that is blaring in here because it's so tranquil you like you're going to be fighting in a in the in an arena soon but like before you wait you got this really awesome elevator beautiful tranquil elevator music that's just going to be playing through and there's at times where I actually let the just the music flow because it was just so it reminded me of um, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite tunes from the Final Fantasy seven remake album. And uh, it just it, you just want to keep let it reloop. It's, it it really is. It, it almost feels therapeutic in a sense. But yeah, they this time you got to play up to eight characters this time around. I didn't really play any of the eight characters. I just wanted to see what was different about it uh this time around but it was nothing really new um except for you just playing with the eight characters and that's pretty much it 
so i mean i'm just i'm just ready we are about like oh we're about one two three four five six seven eight nine ten literally ten days to the premiere of the game you're gonna get ready it's this this game street fighter six they didn't need to do a beta it's been ready trust me between the betas alone and then on top of that we played the demo so i mean you, a lot of you got a chance to play the demo the demo is the better part like the, the the beta is just basically to see how fluid it works online and it works extremely fluid like better than almost any games i've ever played online before and i don't play that many but some of the ones that i did has some lag to it but this one did not i love the spec i love playing the spectator mode and just watching people um go through it and i love the fact that like if you have missed part of which a uh, part of the uh the spec you know the uh the fight it's it shows you the beginning of the fight but speeds it up almost like they're you know fighting dragon ball style and you catch up with it so it, it does a really great job with that and whether you're gonna love it playing online against other people or you're gonna love playing a single player experience i think this game is gonna have it for everybody it's gonna have something for everybody and i can't wait again this is a year 2023 that we're getting street fighter 6 and we're getting mortal kombat in the same year uh, we needed this after two years of hell we need this type of fandom back and just speaking of fandom what better way to have fandom than to have some marvel related projects coming out and we're having quite a few of them coming out this year we just had guardians of the galaxy but it's not stopping there secret invasions are is coming june 21st that's been announced as well i can june is going to be crazy this is the story where nick fury we find out where nick fury's been all this time and his involvement with the scrolls and his affiliation with sword so we have that coming um secret evasions coming uh june 21st as i mentioned and they came out with a awesome with some awesome posters online some poster art online with all of the characters that are going to be involved i believe ross from black panther is going to be in this too john cheeto returns as roadie he's coming in here too there's going to be a lot of people i think the roadie aspect james rhodes going to be in here that may connect to his show because he's coming out with armor wars um as well so there has to be some type of link to him down the line for that and some other you know people that are going to be involved which i believe is going to connect to other movies down the line too so this is gonna be crazy like secret invasion if anybody never wrote um you know read the book is based on the scrolls and them you know coming into you know taking over if if that's the way the story is gonna be there's gonna be i gotta feel here's what people need to do i know there are people out there who read the original book I'm just going to say, because you, we make that mistake all the, and I'm, I'm adding myself to it, even though I don't, we, as the, as fans, we always make this mistake in assuming that these, 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 um, these projects, these adaptations, if you will, are going to be 100% based on the source. It, that never happens when it comes to Marvel they do that on purpose for a reason because it doesn't they don't want it to be directly 616 they want to be its own universe that's why it's called the cinematic universe not the comic book universe there's a difference that's why there's a multiverse 
because in this cinematic universe they can have it situations based on some of our favorite stories but then go their own direction and take some liberties but also they do a great job keeping some of the source material in there and, and making sure that it does feel related to some of the things out there so sometimes it actually may be better than a comic it happens but just to make sure because there's you know there's going to be people purist if you will pretentious purists if you will they're going to read this and do it and say like this is not look trust me i did the same thing with venom and i had to come to terms with the idea that this is not the venom i love this is not the venom i know but people love this venom people love tom hardy and i love tom hardy and they enjoyed this movie i just in my heart of hearts felt like if they would have went the route the story of venom in the comics is so much better which led to him being this newly superhero version or anti-hero version of venom and eddie brock i wish they would have let him be the bad guy first before he went off to be the anti-hero that's my only gripe is that he did they didn't give a chance to like like him going up against venom i mean going up against spider-man is some of the best stories ever in, in spider-man history it is like spider-man is scared of nobody he was terrified of venom because he's the venom was the only character that he was able to get through he couldn't use a spider sense in him and that scared him because he doesn't know when eddie's coming he doesn't know where he's going to be and it led to mj going up like she 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 went to therapy for this stuff like she it it really traumatized her because she was just freaked out when she saw that suit so but at the end of the day it's not that big of a deal i mean if they if they manage to change it but still make the story good and entertaining i'm okay with that i'm okay with that it's like when somebody it's like when a recording artist you know sings a song that somebody sung ages ago i'll give you an example whitney houston singing um i will always love you which was originally dolly parton song but then she took it and owned it and made it her own and nobody you know nobody spoke out about that if they do it and make it their own and, and manage to you know bring out these characters better i'm okay with that i mean look what they did with guardians james gunn did with guardians and just we never thought we'd be talking about guardians of the galaxy for, for real like we we can't act like that we didn't have that conversation like when guardians first came out it was like are they really doing this can they do this this is a really obscure like title to do and they did it they did it multiple times never disappointed even once like we need to stop doubting marvel studios i ain't gonna say anybody else is still affiliated with marvel but marvel studios does it does it justice so i'm okay with this so let it be let it be low-key season two coming october 6th which is going to be tied in with um the quantum verse as well if you guys saw the end credits to quantum verse you saw that um low-key in uh and in, in morbius where you know there was a, we saw the scene from that and we also see uh that's gonna be interesting you know um may uh, jonathan majors reprising his world as one of the king uh char characters again so that's going to continue this is going to be very interesting 
to see how that goes. I mean, he's dating Megan Good right now, so this is a way to fly off everything. I, I don't understand where his ex-girlfriend is going to have, you know, how are you going to combat him dating Megan Good? You know, she wanted him to be, <laughs> she wanted him, she gave a restraining order to him to make him go far away as I believe is a ploy to make her feel innocent. And he just said like, all right, that's good. No pun intended. So we'll see how that goes. And the much anticipated echo series, which is, you know, spinning off of Hawkeye will be coming November 29th. And also we'll have some connection to daredevil as well. So we'll see that. So lots to look forward to this year, let alone June as well, folks. That will do it for what's new in the world of ACMG. We're going to take a break, come back, and oh, 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 we're going to talk. We're going to talk fast, and we're going to talk furious. We're going to talk about Fast X and why this may be the absolute best one to date, and we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, this is Jeff Thorne. I am the writer, producer, showrunner of the Avengers Black Panther's Quest TV series, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Do it. And now it's time for our talk topic of the week. Ready? Wait. Folks, we're back with our talk topic of the week, and it is my review of Fast X, the 10th installment of the Fast and the Furious saga. Look, I went in to this movie. Like, you go into a, you go to see Fast and the Furious. You know what to expect. Like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be like over the top. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be, you know, laugh out loud comedy moments, especially when you're when you from Tyrese, who plays Roman and always plays the comic relief of the bunch. But this one. Oh, did they go all out on this one? Like, oh, this was their Infinity War. This was their Empire Strikes Back. This one here is just, it was just unbelievable from start to finish. And the fact that they left us with a cliffhanger was insane. Like the best thing that they ever did for this series was add Justin Lin to this movie franchise. He has been, and I know there are like two other writers, Gary Scott Thompson and, um, and Dan Maz, uh, Mazu along with him in this one, but come on. This has been up his alley for such a long time. Ever since he started with Tokyo Drift um, and Better Luck Tomorrow, which I talked about, I, you know, I don't know if a lot of people didn't watch Better Luck Tomorrow, but if you're a Fast and Furious fan, I think you should watch Better Luck Tomorrow because he produced that as well as he produced a lot of the other, you know, produced and written a lot of the other uh, movies. 
but better luck tomorrow is significant because it involves han or what we believe is han he um he got sung kang who plays han in tokyo drift and then all the other fast series and brought him back he plays the same role or the same like it's identical it's the same character name the same mannerisms the same cool richard gear like sw uh, swag it's the same type of han and it's like this is like the asian coming of age story like stand by me ish type of deal it's, it's an awesome awesome movie but it feels like this is the origin story of han leading into the fast series i mean if you look at i i, I swear to goodness if you watch that movie it's still up to for debate they never did say whether it's the same han justin lynn has never really said whether that was the same han or not but like man it, it's it's really they're uncanny to that but nonetheless justin lynn came in the scene and this 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 franchise has never been better it is just unbelievable so the story of this basically is dom and his family has been targeted by this drug kingpin herman reyes who believe it or not was the son is the son of the other character reyes from um was uh not herman reyes but like dante herman is the father dante who jason momoa plays is the son and 10 years ago they had this situation if you guys remember they show a clip of the flashback um there where we see paul walker uh character brian and him you know stealing a you know his money and vault and you know putting it into flames and he died during that time and dante also seemingly died during that time as well he was there and we didn't know it and now dante's back he's here to take revenge by taking out all of dom's family and they play on a family bit so much in here is hilarious but they really in a wink wink way that we know and they start taking him out he's also taking out he's not only just taking out the family he's taking about he's taking out anybody associated with them or even enemies he even took out um you know uh charlie Theron, you know character cypher that was a message a clear message to dom that like i'm taking out the one person that you couldn't and she barely got out alive out of this whole thing so these guys are having their you know their normal barbecue whatever whatnot um apparently dom's mom was there they didn't really necessarily say whether she's i i I'd rather i missed that part i didn't see whether that's his that's toretto's mom but i think it was it wasn't brian's mom we come to find out so the only part that i will say that left me and i gotta watch it again because i don't recall them saying what happened to brian during this whole entire thing like we know paul walker in in real life is no longer with us but we never found out like he was just not at the table they left the table empty it was just it was it was really kind of weird <laughs> it was kind of weird that he just never mentioned what happened to my man like it just i don't know it would just it just went off kind of you know weird in that way so paul walker's character brian o'connor not there 
they don't say why he's not there they don't express what happened to him like did he have cancer did he have some type of you know what was going on with him it was just open it was open-ended in a certain way um so that was my only deal because it's like you couldn't just say how he passed away what happened it's leaving people wondering like where's the plot point to that you know if he's not going to be there that's fine at least say what happened like come on we just watched you know wakanda forever last year and they had to, they went through all out to make sure that you know we knew how t'challa wasn't going to be there because that was going to be hard to do and they had the same situation because paul walker passed away untimely as well and they had to figure out what was happening was going to happen with him. so they just they just had the scene where it was just an empty chair and they started showing pictures when dom and his mom was having this conversation about you know the relationships or whatever like that but they never to my knowledge ever said what happened to dom and i gotta you know, i mean to, to not to dom to brian i haven't talked to the acmg uh because i tried to keep from spoilers because this was a heavy spoiler movie and I, I i never got into the question like that they ever mention anything about brian I, I as far as i knew they did not so that's that it's just like he's no longer there that's okay and his son was there and um well actually yeah his no dom's son was there uh mia was there Ted, you know uh tez was there like everybody was there ramsey was even there you know everybody suffered jacob jacob comes later on that's a whole nother situation there too um it, it was just crazy we also got scott eastwood clint eastwood's son who's a part of this. it was this was probably the most star-studded like literally the most star-studded uh casted fast and furious today i mean you got scott eastwood you got brie olsen who steps in as tess you got little nobody who steps in you know scott eastwood who steps in um jason momoa in here as well uh we also get some cameo appearances from you know people too um it's it's just it's an incredible credible situation i love this movie wholeheartedly i didn't think that i was going to leave out this i knew i was going to leave entertained by the end of this movie i was we myself and everybody in this in that theater was yelling and screaming and, and cheering at the results even though there was some it left us hanging with some craziness going on there i was man okay if you didn't see this yet turn it off right now turn this off come back to us when you actually watch it because i'm about to i'm about to let i'm about to let off some real some real uh spoiler ish type of uh, deals right now so you guys recall i reported the uh the spoiler alert <laughs> or the spoiler um report by tmz and a host of other deals that the rock was back okay Hobbs is back that's awesome how they brought him back was even was even doper because they brought him back at the post-credit scene because here's the deal <laughs> jason momoa's character dante is ridiculous so they brought him back because like i said dante's hunting everybody whether he was enemies of them they was associated with him he wants them to be miserable 
And lo and behold, he found out who else was teaming with him when his father died in, in the old situation with Herman Reyes. Come to find out, Hobbs was a part of that as well, if you guys remember. And now he's going after Hobbs. And they, uh, they, he led Hobbs into this, you know, abandoned building that was on fire or whatnot and left a phone on there leaving a message saying i i do realize that you were a part of this as well so best believe i'm coming for you too and this huge figure with a mask on swat gear whatever like that he takes it off it's hobbs and he's like do you i'm ready for you and that was when we all got even though i already knew he was coming it still did not it did nothing for my excitement the spoiler alert situation did nothing. I was still hyped as hell because all through the movie, I'm wondering like, when are we going to see the rock? How are you going to bring him in? What's going to happen? Is this going to be a one-time thing? Do we know? Never dawned on me for two hours and 21 minutes. Like, where is this dude? He came at the end because why this was so exciting? Because one, yes, he's back. I think if he was just there for one appearance or whatever, that would have been fine. But him being at the end credit scene was even more important because that means he's coming fully back. He's coming back for the sequel. He's going to be joining back with the cast for the sequel. This was not a one-time thing. He's coming for, which means they have somehow, um, they've made up, they've, you know, got together, they made up and they're going to work together again. This is awesome because this is what we wanted. We didn't want any animosity between them two. I want AEW to look at what happened here with The Rock and Vin Diesel and Tyrese. And look, y'all professionals, y'all need to get it together. This CM Punk and this elite thing, get it together because there's money to be made and there's fun to be had and there's fans that want to see it. We want to see Hobbs back in. We want to see him with with Therese and the family. We want to see him with Shaw. We want to connect this all together. We want to have a great time watching this crazy road that we've been watching for almost 10 years. <laughs> okay. This, this movie franchise that nobody thought it was going to last. When the first fast, I, I was talking to my wife on the way home. When the first fast and the furious came in, it was like, okay, this was a fun movie, but I don't expect anything out of this. This is not going to be one of those movies that's going to continue on and continue on. This is going straight to deep. This was around during the time there was such thing as straight to DVD. Like, because we're so in a digital age now and the Blu-ray age still. But there were movies that were just, they were known as straight to DVD movies. And those movies were just like, okay, this movie was great in theaters, but it didn't really do much. So they're going to continue to franchise in hopes that people will just buy it you know something to watch at home like the national some of the national lampoons the van wilder movies like van wilder with um with ryan reynolds the original van wilder was awesome but then they tried to they, they couldn't get him back to do more so they got a whole bunch of other guys to do the roles and then it went straight to dvd because i figured they figure like ryan reynolds is the star marquee dude if without him it's just you know, we're just going to go with the straight to DVD deal and try to milk as milk this as much as possible. Uh, they've done it to many other things. So we swore down that Fast and Furious is going to be that. They came out with the second one. And it was like, really like, yeah, they should really go to, you know, it, it, it's crap. It's, it's such a bad thing because John Singleton directed that movie. John Singleton is known for directing some really great movies. This was not one of them. This was kind of the, everybody's least favorite fast movie. You know, rest in peace to the legendary John Singleton, but this was not one of his 
finest. It wasn't bad, but it was nowhere. It was, it just didn't do it for us. It wasn't until Tokyo Drift came out and Justin Lin entered the scene and it became one of the best one of like everybody's a lot of people's favorite fast and furious movies and it just got on from there and they brought him back and every time he came back the movies just got better and better and better and this guy just killed it he did the same thing here lois uh Leterrier actually directed this one but he you know justin lynn is one of the writers this is the reason people when you watch something like this or you watch any movie that you deem it awesome or some of the best experience you ever had you can't just look at the actors you got to look at the writers when you look at people like justin lynn who managed to make something that we never expected to be lasting this long a decade of fast and furious movies okay it speaks volumes of the talent that Justin Lin and other guys of his stature have. This is why these guys are out on strike right now, because they're not getting their just due for the amount of work that they get. I swear to goodness, artists of any kind get so they we get so taken advantage of for so many reasons and not realize we're not given the credit for the value that we put in to the lives, the companies, the you know the futures the of of so many people because we provide the vision in the narrative that helps encourage inspire other people and other things in life that's why these guys are out picketing right now when we came out screaming it wasn't just because of the actor performances it wasn't just because of the directors it was because of the writing when you were laughing all the time when roman Ronan um, and, and uh, Tej was going back and forth and all the jokes and everything. That's great writing. When you hear all the really crazy little bits that they were doing, that's great writing, man. Pay these freaking guys, okay? Like, we're going to be missing out on a lot of stuff because, you know, the writer strike is happening and these guys are, ref they're refusing to pay these guys their worth. The writing is just as much as an artistic aspect as anything else pay these guys okay with that said let's keep going let's talk about dante let's talk about jason momoa because you know we know jason momoa for playing some of the most like hardcore masculine type of roles and all this stuff i love the i love what he did here he put himself into a whole nother body and a whole nother uh personality it was awesome he channeled the Joker and Jack Sparrow into this role of Dante and this dude and you could tell he was just like he wasn't all mentally there because of everything that has happened he lost his father thanks to Toretto and, and Brian and 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 um what else uh and, and and Hobbs as well he lost out to those three how is he gonna be he's not gonna be all sane this dude he became a sociopath psychopathic killer um and a hell of a driver to boot at that so like he somebody cypher to me was one of the baddest like villains that they've ever had to up to date dante tops that dante they 
this dude as flamboyant as he was he was awesome he was he was very flamboyant but like don't make no mistake this dude will murder you <laughs> okay um the things that he did he took out and everything and then on top of that you know him and the setup he had with alan uh, richards who's a part of the agency which is why everything started changing all the rules and everything started changing why you know briosa's character tess was not trying to hear it there was a reason for it. alan richardson you guys know him from titans and um he's also part of the uh jack uh what is it jack ryan or, or whatever from uh, the um tom clancy uh series that he did on amazon he's playing ames this dude is no joke and by the way if anybody to play if, if there's ever to be a movie based on a life of Trish, uh, triple h like a biopic based on a life of triple h alan richardson needs to play that role because he looks just like triple h every time i watched him through this movie he looked like hunter hearst helmsley aka paul i forgot his last name um but you know he he looked just like triple h like to a t even got the body built it's insanely like him so man it was it was awesome also new to the uh, group we got little brian played by leo uh Abelo perry who's like now all grown up he named him after uh brian character in here so it was really cool uh so that's you know that's you know uh what is it uh toretto's son in here and you also have danielle i'm gonna butcher her name mechia who played isabel who's uh actually the sister to this to um little brian who was you know once dom's ex-girlfriend who was the cop that worked with hobbs all the connection is right there so there's the family tree for that so he was pretty cool this kid he's only been in a few you know projects and this absolutely was his biggest like he was in cheaper by the dozen he was on an episode of blackish he was on a big leap this is by far the biggest <laughs> role that this kid has ever done like if you see the stuff that this kid is able to do especially when he teams up with john cena when jacob makes an appearance and jacob the whole you know b-side i guess be uh part of this whole thing is jacob and him traveling to make sure they meet to the rendezvous point that was a lot of fun because we got to see those two get together and john cena is just fantastic i'm i love hollywood john cena hollywood john cena is just everything man by the way he's coming out with that movie on hulu they're doing a sequel with him and little rel and that movie where they go on vacation vacation friends or something like that they're doing a sequel i cannot wait till that comes out that the first one was really funny if you haven't seen the first one go on go on hulu right now if you haven't watch that movie with him and little rel it is utterly hilarious so um but we also jacob hey see here's the thing this possibly may be Jacob's last ride because he had his dope, you know, this dope tank of a, you know, charger or car or whatever like that that he had. It had like cannons <laughs> that shot out of it. He sacrificed himself to make sure that Dom and little Brian got away. Okay. This is a reoccurring thing that happens in these fast movies is that a lot of times we see these characters die and all of a sudden they come back so i'm not really sure if this actually is jacob's last run because okay 
we're going to segue right into the end of this movie because all right people who have died and come back han is one of the most notable ones to do this han has died and they somehow brought him back and they managed to write him into coming back we also have seen letty die supposedly and come back she came back a few movies later and now she's fully back on jacob is the latest died but there's somebody else who died and by the end we've seen her come back after letty and cypher who now decided to work together not willingly they got trapped into a situation tess actually made sure that you know they escaped with the help of tess but it meant that she had to team with cypher in order to do it turns out she was trying to escape without uh cypher turns out she couldn't do that because they're stuck in antarctica somewhere so those two escape and at the end a huge submarine comes up from the arctic somebody comes out the uh the submarine and lo and behold of all people it is freaking gail gadot who we saw die in one of the earlier fast movies i can't wait till they explain what the hell how the hell she got back okay han is gonna flip no more than the same thing as when toretto had to flip when han he found that han died it's just this so crazy when she came out i lied to you not myself and everybody in the theater was freaking out because it was like no the hell she is not still alive after all this time and she pops in i'm like are you kidding me okay <laughs> so gail Gadot, aka wonder woman formerly i guess wonder woman is back and this was just insane giselle is back uncredited of course in this movie so she's coming back for the for, for the uh, love of installment Hobbs is like everybody is back literally there's well everybody except for the one person who can't come back and that is Paul Walker aka Brian again I hope they truly explain what happened to him because I felt like they did not and I would have to watch the film the movie again <laughs> yeah big that's gonna be a problem <laughs> so I gotta watch it again to find out or I gotta ask somebody did they really did they mention anything about brian's death in the movie because i don't think they did but man the everything that happened in this movie was just incredible like dante was a fantastic antagonist everybody played their part natalie uh emmanuel as ramsey started you know her her role in this whole thing she's starting to uh evolve she's kind of she kind of reminds me of like the Fitzsimmons of this of this franchise like if you watch the character development of Fitzsimmons on Agent of Shield. You know that they were just scientists. And then by the seventh season, these two were like full on agents being able to handle themselves. They went through all types of, you know, trial and tribulation with themselves. They went through a lot in their in their relationship leading up to the final season of Agent of Shield. But man, Ramsey is getting there too. She's she's like getting into the cars more. She, you know. You know she's not just the person who created the uh, the god's eye which also was the mcgovern of this whole thing too so now uh dante 
he managed to get the god's eye he knows how to find all of them he knows how to tell all of them and it's just just crazy like they did a the story the writing here was really well done i believe too because they had to weave every single part of every movie together to make sure that they all connect and for the most part with the exception of the brian you know situation everything matched up everything made sense they connected fast x to a prior movie before and that's how they were able to bring in a new character uh, in the form of dante um cypher is now becoming the new vegeta character who like she she basically is their enemy but now she's probably going to be working with them now so that's going to be a situation uh i don't know to what end how that's going to end because she she's the only character that literally did not die and reoccurs that's like an antagonist in here so i don't know what they're going to do with that um these guys are somewhat broke up to an extent except for roman who just carries his own money with him that's how he was able to pay him when pete davidson made his little cameo appearance in here as well so ah, uh, my goodness what a to me and i have my favorite fast movies tokyo drift will always be my absolute favorite because it kind of was the one that kind of uh like shifted the gears but you know no pun intended of the franchise it really helped revitalize the franchise gave it some new dimension if you will added han to it you know sung king kang in here who is just tremendous um dude uh it, like this to me is the best because one it left us it left us with a cliffhanger that's, that's something that the fast series has never done before uh which makes this to me their empire strikes back like dante doing what he did like which is something that they'd never done and here again i will say this to those who like dude, here's my problem there there's so many people not so many people there's a vocal minority that are always going to talk about like why did they keep making these fast movies why do you keep talking about these fast movies that's my question why do you have to care if you truly don't care about the fast movies don't watch the fast movies don't say don't speak its name take your name out of their mouth you know what i'm saying like if people really look at when people do that because here's the deal when people start talking about something that they hate they don't really hate it they just want to be able to be heard that's it that's all if they if somebody truly doesn't like something they're not going to associate themselves with it they just want to be heard they want to be seen they want to be heard and by doing so by standing out by by disagreeing with something that you like is their way of standing out because they know you're going to take attention to it by giving them that much attention so if you truly don't like something don't watch don't comment don't and you're commenting to people who one never asked you about what you thought about it two you don't know them they're not your friends <laughs> so like why are you going on social media just voicing your anger or opinion at people like if you don't like it don't comment don't watch it don't associate yourself you just want conflict because you're you're alone you want to that's why that's what a vocal minority is it's alone you want to be heard and the only way you're gonna hurt be heard is to be contrarian and have these contrarian opinions on or comments on things that people like 
allow people to like what they want. Like I said, I didn't like the Venom movies per se because I didn't go my way, but I'm not stopping people from enjoying it. I don't, I'm not commenting unless people are asking, what did you think? If I watched a movie and didn't like the movie, I'm going to give my opinion of it. But if you have not watched the movie or you don't like the franchise at all, or you don't like a particular thing, nobody else has to know that. Nobody has to hear that. Nobody else has to care about that. You basically are providing useless information at this point. So with that said, if you didn't like the movie, don't watch. But if you did, boy, did you get a hell of a movie here. And to me, this was my absolute favorite of them all. I'm not going to say the question, how are they going to top this? Because I think they will. The question I am going to ask is, will this be a trilogy? Because yeah, they got it top. They got it. I don't know how this is going to end because there's a, there's, they're, they're talking whether the next one is going to be the final or is there going to, they're going to stretch it out to a trilogy. I don't know how they're going to do this, but man, keep up the great work. They have brought, they brought everybody back. Like this was like end game. I mean, you got Statham, you got, you got Dwayne Johnson. You got, hopefully you got Cena. We'll see. But dude, he, he went on a, like, well, so did Han again. <laughs> There's no guarantee that these guys are, are go, always never gone because they somehow find it come back. So I will say this, the fast saga is more GI Joe than GI Joe at this point. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. And this is another discussion that people have too. It, that, that fast and the furious gets so over the top crazy. Yeah. You know why? Because Fast and the Furious, the Fast Saga, has to deal and compete with so many other forms of entertainment out there. They got DC Studios. You got Marvel Studios. You got all these other projects that are coming out that are over the top. Dune and all these other things that are just so over the top. If Fast and Furious remained with the same tempo and same vibe that they had in the first movie. Now it wouldn't last. You didn't, then the argument would have been, well, it's too redundant. It's the same thing. It's boring. Do something else. They had to go this far. They had to be this over the top. Why not? Why not? It is beyond over the top. Like seriously, it needed to be like, yes, they had to go to space last time. So, so what? Like, look, but Marvel can go like Marvel and them can go to outer space and multiverse and all this stuff. Like, come on, let them be. If they didn't, they would have died out a long time ago. That's just the reality of it. They would have died out ages ago. Had they stuck to their own ground, they had to expand. They had to be more, they had to do more. And it makes sense. If you really look at the writing and the storytelling, it makes sense that these guys are now in the midst of what they are like they had to evolve in somewhat way and get into crazier things so it say what you will about it but like if this was if, if fast x was just them racing and doing heist i mean like normal heists like they did in like the first couple of fast movies it it would this would not last because it would have been the same 
format. The now that we're seeing this movie is such a grand scale, it you got to see it. Like people are just some people are just small minded, and they don't want to enjoy things. Let them enjoy. It. That's all I'm saying. With that said, the way I'm boasting about this movie, it to me it is the best of the of all of them, and they needed to. They successfully did that, adding so much more caliber of actors and, and you know, in scenes and, and, and action and comedy and mix it all together. And by the end, we were all just cheering and, how, and, and, and you know, hollering out. It was just it was a great ride. This was I hate to call this the surprise movie of the year because you all, they always bring it. But they I think what they they brought what they normally did, but then added so much to it that you came out like i i knew that they were gonna do this but i didn't expect them to go this far and made it that fun and they did so dude this gets an a plus for me the hell with you if you didn't like fast and furious before look the hell with you i don't know what to tell you but um man this was this was just insane go out of your way check it out if you're a fast fan, this is the best of them all, in my opinion. If you're not a fast fan, that's okay. Just don't bother other fast fans because they don't want to hear about you. They, you, they have nothing for you. So go out of your way, check it out. This is on now. And all I ask is for one streaming network to have every single fast movie on one spot because I'm not watching any other fast movie until all of, I'm tired of going through different aspects just to watch a fast movie. Can we get Max, Hulu, hell, Disney Plus, whatever, whichever one, Netflix. Can we get one of you to acquire the license to have every single fast movie so I can binge every single... My wife and I will binge every single one of these damn series. Hell, even an animated series, for God's sake. <laughs> Yes, and if you didn't know, yes, they do have an animated series as well. That is connected to this uh, this universe, by the way. So I'm just saying, just just make it happen. But go out of your way, check this out. This is a great summer flick, bar none. Folks, that will do it for this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I hope you guys had a great time talking about this. Again, life forever, June 29th. <laughs> so... I have to see because I know I'm going to have shows this week, but I don't know what I'm covering this week, but I know we're also counting down. We're getting close. Actually, I got to see because I may have some events that are coming up this week that I may not be attending. So I may not have a show this week. So we'll see. But if I do, you'll know it'll come up. Um, but it looks like the next two weeks is going to be crazy because next week is going to be Fan Expo as well. So and Memorial Day and all that stuff. So it's going to be crazy it is going to be crazy 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 for the next couple weeks and um then the inferno we call june is coming so there's going to be a lot to cover there so stay tuned for all that and much much more but if you like this episode in every episode of acmg presents talk time live my lord go to the official website at talktimelive.com where you can check out every audio episode like this one every video exclusive interview that I've done of recent and audio interview is also available on the audio side as well. If you've got a search engine, you can check out the search engine on our website and just type it in and go for it from there. And, um, it'll definitely work out for you. 
Um, man, it's just so much there too. We, I got a new blog entry for a new item that I'm going to be adding on the website as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, and much, much more. So folks, we are just, we're just going to, you know, cash it up there. Cause this is going to be so much that are going to happen on this website, on this show in the next month or so. So stay tuned. And if you also want to subscribe and download the show on your favorite podcast platform, where everywhere podcasts are played, that is including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, you name it. We are there, folks. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it going. We just hit 60,000. We just went over 60,000 as, as a reason. And um, man, these episodes, thank you for your support. Thank you for everything. Thank you for helping to, you know, keep my fandom going and be, uh, you know, thank you for allowing me to help you keep your fandom going as well. That'll do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out here. Take care and have a great week. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.